This is Beyond Governance with Dr. Nimrod Mbele. Good evening to all and welcome to tonight's edition of Beyond Governance. My name is Nimrod Mbele um, and I'll be with you for the next uh, hour or so. Um, as a norm, let me acknowledge those who came before me. Um, Howard Feldman, thank you very much for giving us a sterling work. Sasha Star, uh, Matthew Tabo and Mandy, uh, thank you very much for keeping the audience uh, glued to their radios. Uh, as always, I'm not flying solo. I have a, a wonderful young man who's sitting next to me here uh, for whom the show will not be what it's supposed to be. His name is Busi. I'll tell you what, Katie, if you're listening to the show, this man is a jam. We better keep him, you know. Um, if you moving forward, let's just quickly take a recap of what we did last week. If you recall, we had a wonderful conversation with Eric Stillerman and Justice Ndaba regarding the turnaround strategies on SOEs. And if you really missed that conversation, I implored you to quickly go to our website, www.highfm.com, and look under the Beyond Governance slot and retrieve the podcast and, and really make sense of what, what the whole thing is all about. For those that have just joined us, uh, my name is Nimrod once again, and welcome to, to, to Beyond Governance. Um, shoot, you know, when I, when I came through to the studio um, this, this afternoon, I had a different uh, agenda, I had a different plan, and unfortunately the, the, the changing in the political space forced me to to really spend some time on what we have all observed and, and, and as a show that, that is derived or, or as a show that speaks to economic issues you know, which, which are very much intertwined with, with politics. It's befitting, therefore, just to spend a minute or two reflecting on, on what exactly is happening in the political space. I mean, for, for me and pretty much everybody else, uh, we, we acknowledge that there is a very there is a positive correlation, a positive correlation between um, political stability as well as a thriving economy, and the current uh, impasse around President Zuma presupposes that the investor confidence um, uh, is not really going to to yield uh, um, any significant returns, considering the fact that the economy is not growing at the pace or rate that it's supposed to be. To, to be growing, so so there are a lot of uh, implications around what is actually happening. We've we've noted that the top six um, failed to address the issue. Then they decided to elevate it to the working committee. The working committee also uh, seemed to have failed to address the impasse, and the matter is now before the, the 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 NEC. Hopefully, the NEC will make a determination around around the, 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 the tenure of the president. The reality is that um, this matter is bigger than anybody else because it, 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 it is at the heart of the economy. It is at the heart of this country, which means the sooner we address it, the sooner the NEC or any structure for that matter address this matter uh, as, as expediently as possible, the better for the country um, so that we're able to go back to do things that we're supposed to be doing. And, and getting the economy on track. I mean, the implications are quite, are quite vast. Uh, when you look at the economy that is growing at less than a percent, uh, you juxtapose that with the, 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 the rating agencies, which perceive us as a very risky investment, given the fact that you've already been uh, downgraded and, and we're likely to be downgraded again. And, and pertinent to that issue revolves around um, political stability, 
which means we really need to get a house in order as a country. Um, for if not, if you can't address that pertinent issue, um, where are we going to get the money for free education that the president spoke about? Because we're currently running a deficit. Where are we going to get money for infrastructure development? Where are we going to get the money for education and uh, housing and so on and so forth? So we do need to really sort our house. We do need to really sort the, the, this, this mess as soon as possible so that we are able to, you know, to, to, to provide um, uh, necessary infrastructure and security uh, to all South Africans. Well, anyway, that was my two cents worth of synopsis of what my observation was tonight. But um, moving, forward, moving forward swiftly, conversation tonight is not about politics. The show is not necessarily about politics. I have uh, two lovely ladies who uh, graced our studio tonight. Um, they'll give, me, you know, give us a sense of who they are and where they come from. And, and, and just give a bit of a, a, a science or a bit of a sense of the conversation uh, uh, is going to be about. Um, I am with Cecilia Chinga from the South African Council for Landscape Architectural Profession um, with a colleague. She will introduce herself. Um, I must declare I know her from VETS. Uh, uh, be that as it may, let, let's park that and, and let me welcome the ladies. Ladies, uh, good evening and welcome to Beyond Governance. Good evening, Nimrod, and thank you for having us on your on your show. The pleasure is mine indeed. And how did you guys travel from Pretoria? Um, traffic was bad, but we managed to find our way. <laughs> so it wasn't that hectic. Unfortunately for people that are going to Pretoria, it's a bit hectic. So good luck to all our drivers. Please drive carefully. Thank you very much mm. for that note. Uh, um, Cecilia, let me, let me bring in a bit of a background. You, before we went on air, you, you said to me you are the CEO of the South African Council for Landscape Architectural Profession. And, and, and for me, this is one of those obscure government entities which I've never heard of when uh, <laughs> <laughs> when when Pindi raised it you know uh, I think about three weeks ago yes and I'm like who are these people and I quickly went on Google I'm like, oh well this legislated mm. uh, and I'm not sure I'm sure most people are in the same boat as, as I am who have never heard it who have never seen it and and this presents an opportunity for you guys to give us a sense of exactly uh, what is the South African Council for Landscape Architectural Profession? Um, Nimrod, um, I wouldn't say it's it's good that you say you never heard of us before <laughs> because um, I don't want to lie, you know. Yes, and I wouldn't say it's a good thing, oh. but I would say that part of the motivation of us. Um, being on your show and reaching out to you and reaching out to all the other broadcasters and media of offices is that we recognize that indeed um, very few um, ordinary people in South Africa know about us as a council. Maybe just to start off the conversation, um, the landscape architectural profession, or let me just say landscape profession, is a relatively new profession, not only in South Africa but worldwide. In the past, most of the work that was that is being done by landscape professionals was done by architects, civil engineers, and a whole lot of other people. You know, so it is a new profession. Um, our council is not that new. We are. I mean, if you look at um, all the other professions and you look at the landscape, um, we were legislated in two thousand uh, in, in the year two thousand. 
mm-hmm. together with um, five other professional councils and built environment professional councils. The one is the Engineering um, Council of South Africa. Um, the acronym is EXA. I'm sure everybody, if you talk about engineering, everybody has a good understanding of what engineering is and what it stands for. The other one is um, the um, South African Council for the Architectural Profession. It's the second one. And if I may say at this point that um, back then in the 70s, actually the landscape architectural profession was under the auspices of the architectural profession. Mm-hmm. But then um, later on, there was a breakaway and there was an organization called Bok Class, which was not a statutory body, but it was more like a, a, a professional body, a voluntary association that took care of the interests of the few handful landscape architects. And then um, I'm digressing. No, um, no, no. This is, this, is, <laughs> this is a useful information. I mean. Yes. Um, the other um, professional um, built environment professional councils, um, I said we there's six of us. So I've mentioned the two. The third one, I would say, is the South African Council for the Construction and Project Management Professions, SACPCMP, of course, um, regulating the construction and project management um, professions. The fourth one is the South African Council for the Quantity Surveying Profession. Um, They legislate the quantity surveyors. And then the fifth one is the South African Council for the the, um, Property Valuers Profession. So they look at... um, Buildings um, and and property. Property, valuing Mm -hmm. property and Mm -hmm. all. So um, SACLAP, I would say, is the baby of of all all six because... um, not only were we, I think, together with the SSCPCMP, which is the Council for the Construction and Project Management Professions, we are the two um, new professions, so to say, in South Africa that only gained momentum after we were legislated in, to, in the year 2000. Before the legislation in 2000, the two councils were relatively unknown. Okay, and then um, apart from that also, um, with um, landscape um, professions... We find that um, on our register, because one of our mandates is to keep a register of professionals that work in the country. And um, the other councils have got thousands of professionals on their register. I'm sorry to say that, I'm actually sorry and sad to say that on our register, we have less than 300 Mm. Mm. uh, professionals registered. And of the 300, 94%, 95% is really white. Mm-hmm. So we have very few black people that are registered with us. And we also have very few um, universities or institutions of higher learning that are offering qualifications um, for, for the profession. You, you're already pretty much on my second question. <laughs> Let's just take a, a step back and then get the listeners uh, uh, aligned with, with the conversation as it were. If you were to unpack exactly what the South African Council for Landscape Agriculture Profession offers um, from a value point of view, um, yes, you've already outlined exactly how you were programmated back in twenty uh, back in back in two thousand. Two, in two, in yes. Uh, what would you say are the value proposition of this entity that 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 people like myself who didn't know about and listeners out there who want to know more about? would say um, uh, it's a value proposition? Well, um, if you look at the, our constitution, our constitution says everybody has a right to a safe and healthy environment. And um, in terms of our profession, we take care of the external environment 
because, um, for example, the engineers and the architects, they design, um, let me just say the architects design um, interior spaces, so to say, or buildings, so to say. But there's a lot that is happening on the outside of of the buildings. There's a lot that is happening on the environment out there. And our profession is the one that takes care of the open spaces, of the parks, of the recreational spaces, um, things like stormwater. Um, we look at... You're getting closer to what I, I, I was expecting. <laughs> because for some reason, this was quite confusing. Mm. But while we're still molding, we're going to take it. Let's take a break and we'll come back in a second. This is Beyond Governance with Dr. Nimrod Mbele. Welcome back. It is now 23 after 6 and join in studio by Cecilia Chinga, who is the CEO or the registrar for the South African uh, Council for Landscape, uh, South African uh, Landscape Architectural Profession, I beg your pardon. It's South African Council for. It's a very long <laughs> title, <laughs> I must say. Sorry. Before we went to the break, the question for me is, uh, when you look at the look and feel of the buildings, where does your work fit in? And, and to what extent do you say, you know, uh, show me an example of a building, for an example, uh, for an example, that 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 um, display um, uh, what your your work is all about, because most people can visualize uh, certain things, so that we, we bring it home. Um, I, I, I don't have um, off the top of my head. I I, I can't think of a, a particular building that I would um, be able to give you. But if you look at most buildings, most modern buildings, if you look at, for example, I'll, I'll use the example of the Mall of Africa because I think everybody around Hauteng is, is, is familiar to the Mall of Africa. If you look at the promenade, the drive, um, you know, driving towards the Mall of Africa, you see expression of the environment, you see the trees, you see the, the soft landscape, and the soft landscape is really the natural landscape. But you also see the hard landscape. You see different types of paving, you see different li- types of light, you see water features, you see all those beautiful things that are surrounding the mall, ac- the, the things that actually define the mall. That is really the expression of, of, of landscape. And in that particular project, we did have um, lands, landscapers or landscape professionals working on, on that particular project to produce the masterpiece that you see there and that you appreciate. So when you, when you go around, and I'm giving the example of Mall of Africa um, um, in particular, because I, 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 I kind of believe that most of your listeners would be um, familiar with that particular space because it's a new development. So when you go around there and before you actually enter into the actual mall to go into the shops, you know, the parking, the stormwater um, drainage, the pavement, the walkways, you know, the friendly walkways and the outdoor spaces, all that is an expression and a value add of, of our profession. But another one... Um, Nimrod, um, um, landscape profession is not only about, it's not only a commercial um, project, because I'm also now thinking off the top of my head <laughs> as we talk. Um, if you look at um, another um, project that I think is very close to us as South Africans is um, the Freedom Park mm-hmm. in Pretoria. Oh, yes, oh, yes. Um, yes, the Freedom Park, yes, we do have some building, but most of it is really landscaping. And it really um, is an expression of our culture, our social culture, our past. 
And if you go through the, the, the park, it has been designed in such a way that you go through this cleansing, you go through this reconciliation, you go through, you are able to, you are able to relive the pain that we went through as a society. But at the end of it all, especially for me, when I come out of there, I feel the, I feel peace because I feel the reconciliation. You go through a ritual of what South Africa is. And, um, in addition with that, in addition to that, um, we have a lot of, um, for, for Freedom Park, for example, we had a lot of like stones, um, that was brought on site from the different provinces. We have, um, indigenous plants that have been put there symbolically. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's an expression of, um, our vegetation, our culture, our heritage, you know, our pain, our joy, what we went through as South Africans. So I'll stop there. I don't know if those two examples... Well, um, no, fair enough, fair enough. I'm happy with You know, with that. a fair example. No, no, I'm, I'm quite happy with that. Uh, and this this um, is clearly a very useful institute or a chapter in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in legislation, as it were, that is meant to be celebrated. And, and I'm glad you, you, you made time to come through to share with us uh, and hopefully out of this conversation, more and more people will be aware of it. Um, obviously, this is meant to be a national entity. Uh, where else are you visible and how do you intend to be visible in, in, in provinces where the kinds of, of, of work that you do aren't there yet? Um, SACLAP is still a very small um, organization, um, but we have hope that we will grow. So at the moment, our footprint is in Pretoria, our office is in Pretoria. However, we intend to embark on roadshows and um, to do workshops in the different provinces. Um, our target, our, we have a number of target um, um target markets. Our target market one is the children that are still in the schools, primary schools, um, high schools, just to, you know, in, in schools we have career guidance teachers that talk about engineering, mm-hmm. that talk about, you know, when you talk to people, when I go around and I talk to young children, I, what do you want to be? They say, I want to be a nurse. I want to be a policeman. I want to be a, I haven't actually come across somebody saying, I want to be a landscape architect or I want to be a landscape manager. So already I identify that we have a gap there. If our children can grow up, knowing that that is an option, that is a career option, and you can actually make a living. You can be a professional, you know, and um, taking care of the landscape. That will do, that, that, that will help. Another area that we would like to do... Um, but, but, but hold on to, hold on to yes. that thought. Um, landscape, ordinarily, is not perceived as a very fancy uh, or attractive... <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, uh, um, you know, field of work. Field. What is that you're going to do? Because I've looked at your website before coming to the show mm. because I was clearly, you know, completely clueless about what you do. And I've picked up that you have some courses offered through few universities like UNISA and so on and so forth. Yes. Um, and th- that's, that's, that's for a different market. Okay. And of, you'll tell us through, you'll take us through that um, as to how do you promote it. But earlier on, you spoke about, um, you know, engaging young kids who have not heard anything about this and who are likely not to pursue this this trajectory because they have never seen it or heard mm. about it. So what are your plans to um, you know, impart that seed in schools so that uh, young kids who uh, uh, have ambition in becoming um, you know, landscapers 
uh, or at least our, our architects can aspire to? What is that 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 you guys are doing? Well, as I said, that um, we want to engage. Um, we can't. Um because we are still very quite small, we can't go to all schools, but we would like to identify a number of schools, especially schools um, in the townships or in, so to say, historically disadvantaged areas, and start to engage and start to speak to um, the school children in primary school, in secondary school, in partnership with the Department of Public Works, in partnership with the Council for the Built Environment, in partnership with a lot of other um, stakeholders and in partnership with also um, we have voluntary associations. At the moment we recognize a voluntary association called ILASA mm-hmm. in partnership with them because ILASA is a voluntary association made up of professionals that are already in the profession. So we will also tap into their um, expertise into their networks so that we can reach more um, young children so we can promote that. But apart from that, I think it's also very important to promote the profession to um, school children that are already in grade 9, 10, 11, that are at the stage of trying to figure out what profession they want to undertake. You know, we feel that um, if we can engage with career guidance um, um, teachers teachers and school principals and just you know, reach out and tell them, look, there's this profession, and if you want us to come and speak um, to the children, we will come and speak, and we will partner, as we say, we will tap into our professionals that have that can give us their time, and we go to them. Another um, program is the Take the Girl Child to School, and, you know, other programs like that, mm-hmm. where we actually um, identify a school, and we bring um, school children, young children, and we bring them to... Um, an office of a landscape professional so that they actually see what the work is. Mm-hmm. And as you say, and as um, the president of my council um, um, said to me once, was that when he graduated from the University of, 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 of Pretoria, um, I'm not sure whether it was his parents, I can't remember now, made a joke and said, how, but what is landscape? Isn't it just a gardener? <laughs> so yes, it's not, um, people perceive it as just doing gardening and just digging and all, but there's a lot of... Um, science and art and you know that goes into it so it is a very fashionable profession it is a profession you don't spend all the time in the sun you do spend time in the office doing the planning the design and you also spend time in the job sites in the profession we also have people that do construction that do maintenance but we also have planners and designers so there is a whole spectrum of different if you don't want to be in the rain or in the sun you can still be in the profession and you can still um do work in the office you can still express artistic you can have an artistic expression and express your uh, you know your 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 mm-hmm. talent in that way let, let's just maybe reflect on the, the, the university side of things because, like I said earlier, I saw um, you know, a few university websites um, you know, uh, uh, pointing to the kinds of um, degrees and, and diplomas. Um, uh, uh, what is an uptake of those kinds of profession? Are they, are they really drawing attention of youth? Um, do, you, do you see uh, um, this kind of profession growing, um, you know, in leaps and bounds on the basis of 
the kind of uptake that that the universities are taking. My my sense, I mean, I, I could be wrong. I, I I didn't see a lot of uptake. Is it because the profession is still relatively young? And again, what are your plans specifically with universities moving forward? Um, <coughs> Nimrod, I think you are very right. The profession is still very young, and the uptake is not as we would like um, for it to be. And in the beginning, I did say mm. the other um, built environment professional councils have thousands of um, professionals on their register. We have just about 300 mm-hmm. on our register, mm-hmm. which for a country like South Africa is a drop in the ocean. Mm-hmm. So we would, and um, the universities as well, don't have a lot of uptake. And my, my feeling is that most um, most people that find themselves taking up the landscape um, landscape um, course would be people that would wanted to do something else, and mm-hmm. then they couldn't get into whatever it is, and they end up in, in landscape. So um, I think we need a, a partnership with government and with the Department of Higher Education and Training, with the Department of Public um, Works, so that we actually boost the numbers in, in, the, univers- in the universities and in institutions of higher learning. Because at the moment, um, the programs or the departments that offer landscape architecture are not really, even at the university level, they are not really flagship programs mm-hmm. or programs that, you know, you stand up and, and you notice. They are like one of those programs that is in the, <laughs> is in the corner <laughs> gathering dust. But we are hoping that, we, we are hopeful and we are hoping that we can um, drive to improve the uptake to even improve the throughput because another thing is um, actually throughput. You know that universities get paid um, um, based on the throughput, Mm -hmm. the the students that are actually going through. And it seems as though, and I don't have statistics and data, but it, it will appear as though the throughput is also not very good. So we must also look at ways in which we can um, help to improve um, the throughput, ways in which we can support. Council wants to look at ways in which we can support those that are actually getting into the program so that they can go through and we can have a throughput and then they can register as candidates and eventually become professionals. Okay. Uh, I think what might also help from a strategy point of view, I don't know what the strategy is in relation to uh, growth, uh, communication of of your or of, of the council itself. Um, it, it might be useful, perhaps maybe, um, because again, I looked at the website and see, you know, um, see what is it I can pull out uh, and really direct even the que- the line of, of thinking, line of question. Um, moving forward, I think it just might be useful to say uh, part of the strategy moving forward in education, this is what you're going to do. Um, outside education this is what you're going to do. And this is what are the, you know, likely uh the project that we're going to pursue because it is easier for us to come in, plug in, you know, say, look, you want to you pursue that 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 angle. These are this is what we can do to to support you. Mm. This is what we can do to support you. Mm. Uh because we also want, you know, we have the best interest of the council at heart. Um but if you don't know exactly what the strategy is, uh perhaps maybe you can just share with light with us um for the twenty sixteen I'm, 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 I'm 17, 18 financial year. Uh, what, what are the biggest things that you need to, that you want to achieve? And, and what are the gaps that you are likely to see and where people can, can, can chip in? Um, 
our, our biggest strategy or the most important strategy that we have, the strategic priority that we have is that of transformation and growth and sustainability of our council. Mm-hmm. Because Nimrod, um, we are a public um, entity, but we do not get... Um, I shouldn't say we do not get because we have been getting, but technically we don't get um, subsidy from the government. We generate our own funds, <laughs> and um, most of our funds come from our registered persons. They pay annual fees no. to remain on the register. And as I said, if we have 300 um, registered persons and each one is paying 3,000 rand, that gives you an idea of what our turnover is. So it becomes very difficult um, to actually run programs that um, can um, address our strategic priorities. But we recognize and council recognizes that it's very important for us to start putting down um, our value proposition so that we can start approaching um, partners. Like you said, um, if we are able to express explicitly what we are doing, we might find partners that can plug in and say, mm-hmm. look, um, we identify with this particular program and we can work with you and we can assist you in this particular way. And having said that, one of our biggest um, funders or partners is the Council for the Built Environment. I think I'll be failing in my in my duty to come here and not really applaud and appreciate the the assistance that that they are, they are providing for us and they are also pushing because the Council for the Built Environment is an umbrella council that um, is charged is charged with um, taking care of the six um, councils so they are they have actually um, they have a good ear for us and when we knock at their door they they seem to be sympathetic um, in addition I think the Department of Public Works is um, also slowly um, assisting us and, and, and as I said when I, I qualified the statement that we don't get government subsidy. The Department of Public Works from 2015 um, to 2017 actually gave us a grant of 360000 They paid it to us annually, you know, 120, 120, and 120. We got the last 120000 um, in May last year. And we are actually, we, we've done an annual um, performance plan and we've done a strategic plan that we've presented to them and we are looking at um, engaging further with them to see if they can actually assist us with our program. But as I said, our biggest thing is growth and transformation and sustainability of the council because if we cannot sustain ourselves, if we cannot uh, manage the basics, then you know if you are hungry, Nimrod, you can't go outside and and feed your neighbor's child or you know, so we just the basics. We need to be able to get our basics right, and then after that, we we need to go out. We have a very ambitious program. We have a very ambitious um, concept, but without um, funding, it becomes very difficult. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. We're gonna just take a break, uh, and we'll come back in a second. Thank you. This is Beyond Governance with Dr. Nimrod Mbele. It's amazing how time flies. It's now 12 to 7, and I'm joined in studio by Cecilia Chinga from the South African Council for Landscape Agricultural Profession, as well as uh, Pindi. She almost killed me. Uh, my apologies, Pindi, for not Julia, for recognizing you. Uh, moving on, Shift, before into the break, um, the question um, 
that I, I want you to clear clarity on. Since the council is a relatively new baby, there's a lot of groundwork that needs to happen. Mm. And we it is common cause that um, in any venture partnership um, has to be the currency which drives um, mm. the existence of any uh, product, or so, um, so to speak. So take us through what are your plans or what are you expecting to see from educational fraternity? from a partnership point of view? Look, um, as I said, Nimrod, um, we feel that um, education is really a, a key point in the growth of the, of, of, um, the profession. So we are looking at um, educational, not only educational institutions, but we, anybody in the field of education to come and partner with us in terms of helping us market um, the profession, promoting us, in terms of marketing the career, in terms of, um, if we look at higher education, in terms of maybe offering scholarships, because sometimes um, some of the people that would like to do the, the, the pro, that like to take programs in, 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 in um, our feeder qualifications do not have enough um, funding to, to, to sustain their, their studies. So we are looking for um, partners out there that can come in and that, that can assist us and that can make a meaningful um, contribution to the development of skills um, in our country, especially with, and I did say that on our register, we only have um, about 6% mm -hmm. um, black people that are in the profession. And um, if you look at the demographics of the, of the whole country, that says a lot. And it says that there's a lot of groundwork that still needs to be done. So those are some of the, 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 the strategic um, interventions or initiatives that we would want to to uh, we would like to invite partners um, to 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 come to to the table and we can start discussing and mapping out the programs that we can do together. Okay, great stuff. Uh, from a government point of view, because government, I mean, as, as a government entity, one would assume um, you have collaboration with other government departments. Um, uh, and what is the nature of, of those kind of collaboration and where are you? Are you happy with the current uh, configuration or you, there's, there's more work that needs to be done? Nimrod, in terms of government, and I'm happy that you, are, you asked that question because in terms of government, um, we are a legislated um, council. We are a regulated um, profession. You'll know that Section 22 of the Constitution says anybody can undertake any um, occupation, but the occupations may be regulated. Mm -hmm. The government of the day decided to regulate the profession. But interestingly, if you look at most of the government departments and the government departments that undertake infrastructure projects, you'll find even in their employ, even within their staffing, within their posting, they do not have landscape um, mm managers or landscape architects employed in government to advise, to um, supervise consultants that are working on government infrastructure. And as you know, government is the biggest um, infrastructure um, sponsor in the in the country. So we would like to get more support from from government. We would like government to when they, when they are um, establishing development projects, infrastructure projects. I mean, we've heard about the national development plan. We've heard about the SIPS projects. If you look at the SIPS project, and you look at the skills that are identified for the um, the fourteen SIP projects, you will not find a landscape. Um, um, architectural prof professional or a landscape manager in the posts that, you know, you know, in the skills that are required for that. And most of the, the skills or most of the, the 
the aspects that need um, landscape professionals are given to other um, professionals that do not have the necessary skills, competences. And then you find that things go wrong or down the line. Because remember, with landscape, um, we, we should participate in the planning, the design, the maintenance, the development, you know, and the long-term uh, maintenance of um, infrastructure. But if we are not there, if government doesn't use us, what is government saying? What is government saying? Uh, you know, we have m- most of our professionals are actually engaged in private sector um, projects. I'll also go government in terms of um, the local authority because the local authority is a tier of government. And the local authority, you find that um, for a building, for example, um, for 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 when you submit a, a plan for your house or for a, a developed residential, industrial, commercial um, 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 permission to the municipality, you need an architect that is mm-hmm. registered to sign off. But um, we don't have most municipalities do not ask for. Um, Master plans or infrastructure plans or park designs so, to so be that, signed off. There, there are clearly a lot of turnaround issues. Yes, to be. You know, uh, from a strategy point of view. Yes. Uh, there's a lot of work that you guys have to do, clearly, uh, to, to elevate um, the, the, the council to the level where it has the respect that it deserves. Uh, because at this level, I mean, uh, people can't bring you in until you impose yourself. You know, you have to make yourself <laughs> indispensable. Um, that that is the reality, yes. uh, which which begs the question in terms of the support you're getting from council, mm-hmm. you know the support you're getting from other strategic play, uh, 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 partners. Partners, I mean, from one of the one of the responsibilities of of any uh, entrepreneurial council is to act as agent on behalf of the entity. Mm. So so that's another debate for another for day. another day. Yeah, but but that's something that your 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 authority or your 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 uh, superiors ought to be doing aggressively. So we don't know how far they're doing and, and what is it that they're doing. But ultimately, you cannot su- survive until you have multiple of agents on the ground advocating on your behalf. You are very right, um, um, Nimrod. Um, so we're basically calling out to all the stakeholders, our grandfather professionals, our um Every stakeholder, our private sector, whatever, I don't know what to call it, uh, yeah, partners, we're saying, um, please help us to assure our young fellow um, sisters and brothers that this is a field that you can take. It's out there. We need it. Our our engineers need the landscape architects um, to make the environment a better one. So internship programs, please allow us, open doors for us. And um, there is room for growth. And, and this is, we're taking initiative and we hope in, in a short space will be well recognized. Um, can 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 I also just um I know time is not on our side can I, can I also just say that uh, <coughs> um I did say in the beginning that we have a register of professionals and candidates and I'm appealing to the public out there and we want to educate them that if you employ a person that is not registered um their work is not mm-hmm. we we can't vouch for that work mm-hmm. and remember we are there to protect the public 
So we are not just saying this because, for selfish reasons, but we are here because we need to protect the public. And how do we protect them? We protect the public by, by making sure that the people that are actually working in the arena or in their field know what they are doing. Mm. They have the skills competences, knowledge, and the correct attitude. Because mm. apart from just registering, we also have a code of practice or a code of conduct that we hold our professionals responsible. But if there's anybody that is not registered with us, we we don't really have jurisdiction over them. For people that are registered with us, we can actually discipline them. We can, you know, we 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 are like the health professional council. If I can, if I can put use that as an example, I mean, if a doctor does something wrong, you run to the health professional council and they will discipline that person. So we are charged with that mandate to do that. So um, people out there, don't um, give your projects or your development to somebody that is not registered, because you'll agree with me, Nimrod. Our environment is very precious. We only have one environment. And even with your developments, your projects and all, most of us invest a lot of money to come up with homes, to come up with commercial properties. Absolutely. Perhaps maybe for the interest of of, of time or interest of time and and, and listen out there who wants to get all of you, uh, where can they find you, who to contact. Um, Give us your website, give us the, the detail of a person to be contacted. Okay, you can basically log on to www.saclab, which is S-A-C-L-A-P.org.za. Our office number is 087-980-9846. Um, email address administrator at saclab.org.za or registrar at saclab.org.za. You're more than welcome to contact us anytime you're available to assist and uh, answer any queries. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And can I just I know time time up. Um the professionals out there that are that have the qualification and that are working out that are not registered. Mm. Please come to come. the fold. We have a lot of interesting right. um initiatives that we didn't have time to talk about mm. now, but Nimrod if you can invite us again. <laughs> Maybe we can have another conversation at a later stage. Thank you. By all means, once again, folks, thank you very much for your, for, for your time coming through. And I believe the listeners have certainly benefited. I did uh, earlier on this 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 council for landscape architectural <laughs> profession was an obscure entity that I've never heard of seen. But um, I'm much more enlightened today. Uh, once again, uh, kudos on you. Thank you. For thank the you, Nimrod. Thank you very thank much. You. Well, that is for tonight, uh, folks. I'm going to have to uh, say thank you very much for keeping us uh, abreast with the latest stuff. Um, adios. Bye.